Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. Hello and welcome to another episode of Surveyor Says. My name is Tim Birch and today we're going to do a little bit different of an episode because I kid them. We'll talk, we'll, we'll kid about talking to the feds, but uh well, they are part of the federal government, but it's a little bit different different side of it. And this is also a different side of what surveying is uh, in different uh, in a little bit different aspect. Uh, today, we're talking to the, uh, the, the U.S. Forest Service. And uh, my guests today uh, are, are Gino Sanpaolo, right? Yes. And Forrest Decker. And actually, Forrest and I go back quite a ways uh, from our days in the in the private sector in uh, Northeast Illinois, and uh, he's moved on to, to much bigger and brighter things. And uh, uh, along with Gino, they're here today to talk about uh, about the Forest Service, what a surveyor and a survey technician is in the Forest Service, and the fact that you know, unfortunately, they're like the rest of the surveying profession; they need surveyors. And really, to be able to hear the uh, the fantastic opportunities that the the Forest Service has. We'll get into get into some of what the positions that are open and such, but um, Gino, let's start with you. you know, bottom line is forest the forest Sur- service surveyor. Where are you guys? I mean, I assume you guys are nationwide, and what's so what's a what's a bit of what you, what your day to day operation is like? So we are nationwide. Um, I cover California, Hawaii, Guam, uh, Pacific Islands, which is beautiful area. Oh, you poor guy. That's horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> I'm still waiting for them to send me to Guam and Hawaii, but that's okay. I'll cover Hawaii, uh, California as well. But daily operations, at least here in California, is going out and locating boundaries, uh, finding out where does the forest begin and where the private ends. Uh, when we do that, we find other interesting things such as trespasses, encroachments, which that's when it gets a little more exciting. But that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg for, for what we do daily. I mean, it's, we may have to locate um, a road that has been washed out or um, just finding property corners and old township corners, section corners, things like that, that are from the 1800s. It's, it gets really exciting. It's a little different than working in the city. Oh, I bet. I bet. So I, I'm assuming there's, there's a little bit of crossover with, uh, with Bureau of Land Management as well. I mean, some of the things that they do, I mean, you, you guys kind of run in the same circles sometimes. Here in California, we work with BLM, Bureau of Land Management exclusively. I mean, it's, we work with them daily almost. <laughs> Um, they are the, the keepers of the land surveying world, I guess you can say, or they wrote the book. Um, and it's great working with them. They have a, a huge knowledge when it comes to um, surveying in general. 
but the cadastral side of it is is where their specialty is. So getting the opportunity to work with them daily or uh, very often is a great opportunity. Very good. Forrest, what uh, what what corner of corner of our universe are you you stuck in these days? I'm currently down in Atlanta, but I've only been here a couple of weeks, so uh, very green and new to a very green part of the country in Atlanta. Um, previous to that, I was a regional surveyor for Region 4 of the Forest Service, which is uh, located in Ogden, Utah. Um, the really important thing to kind of recognize here is, you know, the Forest Service manages 193 million acres of um, federal property, right? It's not uh, forest service land, it's land that's held by uh, the citizens of the United States. So we're, you know, we use the laws and rules and regulations to, to, to manage all that. Um, there was 156, I think is the number, about one per forest service unit across the country, uh, professional land surveyor. Wow. I checked last week, we're only at 82 currently in the Forest Service. So roughly half strength. Um, in 32 million acres of that 193 million were in region four. We had about 26,000 miles of both land boundary, which is public and private, and um, administrative boundary, things like you know, wildernesses and all these other legal definitions which creates some of these trespass issues, you know, like Gino said, and marking and posting these boundaries and managing all that data is kind of something that all the forest service uh, surveyors do on a daily basis. So, you know, we're heavily involved into the, the boundary side of things. Um, depending on where you're at, right? I mean, you could be in the swamps in Florida all the way to, you know, <laughs> Alaska, to, to New Hampshire, to the desert, you know, it's really incredible territory that we work in. Um, we do work hand in hand, like Gino said, with uh, the BLM. We're a separate, completely different agency than the BLM. Uh, you know, we're in the Department of Agriculture, tree growth, you know, all that kind of stuff. BLM is land management interior. Uh, so, you know, we have a whole different set of rules that we operate by. But, you know, fundamental to the core of land management, of course, is surveying. And we need surveyors. We need quality people from entry level all the way up to, uh, you know, experienced journeymen. Uh, there's opportunities within this agency across the country. Um, so, you know, we're really excited to be talking to you, Tim, about what the Forest Service does. Um, and it's complicated. You know, we get involved with a lot of different things, like Gino said, with title claims, mix of federal law, mix of state law, you know, all these really nuanced issues that we never encountered when I was in the private sector with you. You know, so it's a it keeps you challenged every day. Um, I don't look back that when I left the private sector to come into the federal service, you know, I, I'm thankful that I work in this agency every single day because it's always a challenge. Well, what I find interesting, just, I mean, here, hearing really you guys being on both sides of the country, I mean, this is a national agency, um, lands throughout all of the states. So I'm sitting here thinking about, okay, 
Gino, you're you're dealing with public land, the public land survey system, primarily out west. Uh, you know, I'm thinking now if you forced down in, in Georgia and the whole East Coast thing, and uh, with with me being here in uh, Maryland slash West Virginia now, and uh, the colonial states and and how uh, land is done here, uh, really, I guess it depends. You know doesn't matter what your background in as far as and your expertise is in boundary retracement, what have you, from public lands uh, to uh, to the eloquent pieces or to the uh, uh, colonial pieces. Uh, you guys cover it all that, that you need X, you need you really need surveyors and uh, good practitioners in all of these systems because you cover so many so many different states, so many different situations. And not only do we, cover it, but we give employees an opportunity to move to different areas to try it out. Um, maybe from the East Coast and never worked with PLS, the PLSS system, and you want to try it out. Well, you have an opportunity to do a detail and try it out for three months, see if it's something that you're interested in. It's tough to just jump into a new job and new challenges and then expect to do that for the rest of your life or until you find another job. Doing details are, is a great opportunity. And I understand the whole big bad government thing that we hear often, but being a surveyor for the government is a completely different opportunity. You get to be that neutral party. And most government agencies and uh, government jobs, you don't get to be that neutral party. If sure. the Forest Service is incorrect, we get to let them know they're incorrect. If it's the private sector, we get to let them know. It's That's the great part about what we do. In California, well, Forrest was saying that we're about half staff right now. California, we're about a third staff. We currently have five employees for all of California, and we're looking at hiring 11 new employees. So we're pretty... Uh, pretty skeleton crew right now. Well, and that's why I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad to have this conversation with, with you all, because it, you know, not that we don't need more and more surveyors and technicians in, in the private sector. I mean, obviously, I mean, across the board we do, but uh, you know, to me, what I'm, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing is that uh, obviously you fill a, a very, very important role uh, with our public lands, working with the BLM, um, and I guess that's that's one of my questions is that uh, I, I would have to I would have to think that in going about your work, um, like you said, you're coming across encroachments, you're coming across uh, you know various things that are there. Um, how is it? And uh, Forrest, I'll look to you first for this answers. Uh, how is it with? Uh, I mean, do you come across you cross paths with hunters? Do you cross paths with hunting grounds? I mean, people incorrectly think that uh, they're on one property and well you know we can get into uh, I've got another question for you that's going to follow up with that with the uh, all of the new handy dandy apps that these uh, hunters and surveyors are using uh, to determine public lands and uh, hunting lands but I mean is this some of the stuff you guys come come across and in, in really helping delineate who who needs to be on what side of the fence oh yeah absolutely Tim you know the the we handle trespass and unauthorized use on a daily basis when I was in Region 4. We had over a thousand plus 
um, trespass unauthorized use claims across that we were aware of, right? And as any surveyor knows, when you go out there, mark a mile of line, you're probably gonna find another one or two, particularly in remote and rural areas. So, um, you know, the, the National Forest has very limited authority to convey or exercise, you know, rights that people think they have. Um, you know, we have to follow the acts of Congress, what Congress tells us what we can and cannot do. So it's very rigid in how we have to handle a lot of these trespass and encroachment items. But, you know, we're following an act of Congress to get to a point where we can resolve that, right? It, we're not trying to be, oh, you're trespassing on national forest system lands, get your stuff off, right? We're trying to find a way to resolve that within the rules, authorities that we have. Kind of, you know, leading into your second question there, you know, with all these apps, um, we're seeing increasing um, trespass and claims of rights just based on GIS, right? And when you right. get outside these city areas where GIS can be fairly tight in, in city lots, when you're out in the middle of, you know, Nevada, say where I used to be part of, um, two, 300, 400 feet off of where, you know, true location <laughs> and it's not unreasonable. Um, right. And that's even forest service data that, you know, we're constantly updating much less, you know, unknown source data that's compiled by Esri or someone like that. So yeah, we are seeing a great deal of um, increased issues, so to, so to speak. In fact, one of our recent litigation cases was solely driven by GIS data. So. Well, you know, and that's, that's something that NSPS is trying to figure out how to approach um, without seeming like, you know, we're trying to be heavy handed with these apps and the, the, the GPS capable phones, GIS data that's coming in on the phones. And, you know, a lot of the hunting, hunting and uh, parcel apps that are out there. Um, bottom line, this is why uh, individuals like you do what you do. You're land surveyors, you're, you're uh, trained, educated, and and uh, licensed to do these things. And this is part of the reason uh, we have the equipment we have, we have the, bo the body of knowledge we have and not just an app that says, oh yeah, I can hunt here. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear uh, that you guys are, 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 are dealing with it. I mean, that's, uh, that it's, it's, it, is, it is being recognized as a little bit of a problem because I think it comes down to public awareness that, you know, not saying that there wasn't encroachment, uh, you know, for generations before, but, you know, putting the power of GIS in people's hands, now they feel like they're, they've got a little more information than they're going out and being a little bolder on some of this stuff. And it's, I, I said, I, I imagine it's got to be a, uh, a little bit of a, a, a challenge for, for all of your teams to go out there and, and be able to convince these, the public that, oh, by the way, no, the line's here. You need to be on the other side. We're on our side. It's not just the public though, Tim, to be fair, you know, we give talks to district rangers and, and forest staff personnel. Go oh, good. Very, very same topics, right? Be wary of GIS. Be wary of your, you know, handheld GPS unit that you can turn upside down and still get a, a position on, right? The yes. accuracy is not there. So it's, you know, to be fair, it's not just the public, it's the forest service as well. And um, with turnover and, you know, with all these vacancies, you know, we're always trying to, 
stay out front on that educational component, but it doesn't always filter to the, to the ground level. Well, you're exactly right because that's, you know, I guess, yes, to be fair, I'm hearing stories of survey crews, unlicensed technicians that are going out on behalf of licensed surveyors and they're, they're using these apps to help them. And uh, they're not always that big of a help. So, um, okay. I'm going to switch gears and Gina, I want to come back to you for a second because um, you're, you're in a part of the country that's that's had a pretty big spotlight on it for the last several years, and uh, and I'm I'm referring to the forest fires and all of the the, the devastation that's going on. I mean the, the the current fire that's going on right now. That's I I heard the number of how many square miles it's already decimated. Um, I guess in in your part of you know part of your job, how does how does um, in dealing with these situations. Uh, come into your into your your daily uh, routine of things. I mean, how how often are you guys in, involved with, you know, helping know where 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 these fires are at, and and how does that impact the, the job you want to do on a daily basis? So we have teams that go out and they help find uh, the boundary. They're using GIS to to create these maps to figure out the acreage. Um, and one of our surveyors uh, would go on to those teams with the GIS, which is, is great having a surveyor on that team. Um, but when it comes to the fires, our biggest issue with fires is the tractors destroying monuments. So they have to put out fires. I understand that. And they can't always be careful and look for where a stone was or a mon- whatever monument it is. So they run them over and there's other teams that go on that have a couple surveyors on them and they look for tractor lines that may have destroyed monuments so that we can replace them as quickly as possible before they end up being completely lost and then we're dealing with other issues. Now the good thing I will say about fires is when we can go in there and survey the line after a fire we're using GPS because there's no tree canopy. We can knock out several miles of line pretty quickly instead of doing a traverse through it. So there's benefits to everything and you know, you got your pros and cons. Oh, exactly. Well, and just, I guess, as a side note, uh, NSPS is working with uh, the California Land Surveyors Association and a couple of the other surrounding states that uh, monument preservation and monument uh, basically, basically remonumentation efforts on uh, trying to basically get these forest fires really somewhat classified from a surveyor perspective under, under uh, 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 FEMA uh, emergencies to where, and I didn't realize until this past year or so in dealing with uh, the California surveyors that, you know, bottom line is coming in after a fire um, that, that 12 to 24 inches, depending on where you're at, of the of that top layer has to be removed simply because of all of the the, the fire material or the the carcinogens that are in all of that that needs to be torn out. Well, guess what? That's where our monuments usually lie. And for somebody to come through, especially in you know in down significant property lines in in some of these neighborhoods that are these these little towns that get blown away, uh, burnt away, that they come through and clean them off, and all of a sudden now all all evidence of any kind of occupation or monumentation and occupation are gone. Um, so trying to work with, uh, with the feds to try to, to, to basically reestablish that's, that's something we're also trying to work on as well. So my hat's off to you guys that are out there trying to 
trying to retrace something that's absolutely been burnt off. That's just, that's incredible to, to think that, the, you know, Hey, this is, this is part of the story that people don't hear. And uh, part of what you're, what you're having to, to go in behind and, and, and figure that out. Let me talk about prevention a little bit, Tim. Oh, there you go. Yes, please. Yeah, because, you know, we can preserve those monuments and we can mark boundaries before these fires occur. So with the recent infrastructure bill, um, there's a national wildfire crisis strategy. Uh, we're going to be treating 20 plus million acres over the, you know, the, the upcoming next decade. Um, you know, mechanical treatment, whatever it is, controlled burns, you know, however that functions, but surveyors have a critical role in that, you know, we don't want to burn across private property lines, right? Sometimes there's common agreements and it, the boundary line's not as um, material, but really, you know, the work that we see at, for surveyors and a lot of it is going to be this prevention. So preserving monuments, finding all those old monuments and preserving them, you know, reestablishing them, um, but also then preventing these catastrophic wildfires that we all see on our TVs, which are just horrific and, you know, due to numerous causes. So um, I, I think my goal is like, let's focus on that positive that we can, right. you know, uh, mitigate this um, calamity that we see and also do a public good by preserving these, these corners and maintaining boundaries. Okay. So let's, let's talk. Okay. So let's talk about, uh, being a surveyor, a survey technician in, in the forest service. That's like I said, that's part of the biggest, big reason we're, we're talking about this today. Um, but I got to tell you that just hearing your roles and let's dig into it a little bit deeper. Um, it sounds to me that if you're, if you're a, a, a licensed surveyor, survey technician, somebody that really, truly loves boundary retracement, um, this could almost be the, uh, the perfect job for you. And, like you said, Gino, you could try different details, different uh, areas of the country, but um, that sounds like really what that's part of the biggest part of this job is going to be doing a lot of this prevention and uh, retracement work. Yeah, there's. So being a surveyor in the Forest Service is a little different than the private sector. I worked in the private sector from 1999 to gosh, 2014, because I've only been with the Forest Service for eight years now. And the reason why I wanted to go to the Forest Service was because we had a contract, an IDIQ contract with the Forest Service, got the opportunity to get out there. Um, I wasn't getting hit by cars or nicked by cars in Los Angeles, and I really liked it. When the job opportunity came up, uh, the Forest Service called me up or one of the guys I was working with that was in the Forest Service and said, hey, there's a position that's opened up. We'd really like you to apply. Well, OK, I would, I would love to. I love this type of work. And I have not regretted it a day. It's been amazing. It's a great opportunity to see a lot of this country, to work in areas that are so remote and relaxing. Um, every day is not a relaxing day. You may be hiking through some wild rose bushes or, you know, blackberry bushes or something like that that doesn't feel too good, but it's still better than any day out in LA. Sure. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, 
All right. <clears throat> Forrest, you're, you're a little bit uh, longer veteran of, of, of the Forest Service. Um, tell me some, let, you know, let's, let's hear some of the, what, what are the benefits? What, uh, you know, you're, we're talking about going to work for, for, the, for the Forest Service. What are, what are some of the benefits of, of being in civil service? What, what, uh, what can somebody that, that is applying for that job, what can, they be, what can they look forward to as far as uh, benefits and travel and opportunities within uh, the Forest Service? Yeah, there's, there's opportunities across the nation and across the board, Tim. You know, um, a lot of the, the positions are designed for what's called a career ladder. So you may come in at a certain experience level and you have a pathway to get to a certain level, you know, to journeyman level, so to speak, as far as a surveyor or a survey tech. Um, we've given training and education and time off for survey techs to go and get schooling. Uh, you know, we've paid for a lot of their schooling. Now, these are all budget dependent decisions, you know, usually at the local level. Um, but we've really grown a lot of surveyors in-house from our tech ranks. Um, there's a huge opportunity, like I said, across the region, wherever you want to work. And Gino said, you know, you can do 120 day details to kind of get a flavor for doing. You don't even have to do surveying. You could go and do something else. You could be like in recreation. Uh, you know, you could be in other land ownership adjustment or any of these other things. You know, our goal is as management and I'm in management is to support our people, allow them to grow and put them in a position where they can be highly successful. Um, I think we've done that pretty well. We can always be better, right? We can always improve. Um, Training is going to be a big one. That's another benefit. You know, we're, we're, we authorize a lot of time for training. We do a lot of difficult things, you know, mountains and rivers and everything else have a great deal of danger. You know, we've had crews encounter, you know, grizzly bears. So there's a lot of training right, involved, A, for safety, but B, for surveying as well. So um, then on top of that, you know, the federal government's got a really highly competitive salary, um, you know, time off. You know, I came into the government. I, I took a pay cut to actually come into the government. Um, but you know what? I, I had time to raise my kids. You know, I, I was able to take off and go to their baseball games and do all those kind of things, you know, go to dance for my daughter. Um, and I've never regretted it. Uh, and like I said, there's a lot of growth potential if you want it. But we have a lot of surveyors because they love where they're working, love where they sit, right? They've been there for 40 years, you know, I mean, they, they just love it. So um, eventually some of them are retiring. They, that's some of the numbers. Um, the other part is that, you know, we have these opportunities now with, like I said, the infrastructure law. There was another act, though, that was passed with the Great American Outdoors Act, um, which is deferred maintenance. You know, the pandemic brought a lot of people out. They couldn't go to movies. They couldn't go to, out to eat. They're like, let's go recreate on the, the national right. system, right? So, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of even topographic and tree work and stuff like that for campgrounds to improve those, uh, to handle the, the large numbers that we're seeing, trails, um, just a huge breadth of things. And, you know, the benefit of working for the government and like Gina said, you know, we're neutral, um, but we're really doing a great public good to improve all these recreation facilities to, you know, make sure that we maintain boundaries and, and ensure that people's rights aren't trampled on, 
um, you know, along the boundary line. So uh, really exciting times and a, and a lot of opportunity um, as far as the eye can see, at least until I'm retiring, which is at least 10 to 15 years away. So. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I'll tell you what, well, tell you what, continue on just a little bit then. Tell, tell us about, we've, you've got a basically a kind of a career fair hiring uh hiring session coming up uh, with the, with the forest service. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, so there's a national hiring event upcoming. The first job is going to be advertised on usajobs.gov August 5th through the 15th. Um, There's hundreds of jobs that are going to be out there. Half of which will be surveying. So it's a national lands event. Uh, the other components are going to be like land ownership adjustment and special use, which are um, lands professional. So, you know, a lot of times in the 1905, when the Forest Service was created, lines were just drawn on a map. So, you know, we try and consolidate ownership, convey out a land that doesn't make sense to be a national forest system um, parcel. Uh, and of course, surveyors on the tip of that. So we do a lot of land transactions as well. Um, special use could be roads, you know, energy projects, pipelines. You know, we're involved in all that. Um, surveyors, you know, we need to know <laughs> where and what and how and when, right? So we're involved in all that. So this whole event is kind of stemmed to this great need that we have um, with additional funding coming from these uh, congressional acts to really support these national efforts uh, to protect our public lands and invest in them for the next generation. Well, yeah, I'm glad you said that about as far as the some of these congressional acts. I mean, that's something that NSPS has been involved with for several years. Um, one of the one of the big ones is the Flare Act, and uh, knowing where all the public lands, uh, where they're where they're at, what they're valued, and uh, you know, who who better to 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 help establish all of that, then uh, the surveying community, and uh, we're going to be a big part of that. And you're, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you you guys came on because you know this really really speaks to the 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 big side of things. I you know and, and yeah, Gino, I agree with you about you know this you know the scary big bad government. But bottom line is is that we've we've got to keep a handle on where all of the this land is, where all of the the use is, and somebody's got to do that. Somebody's got to measure that. Um, you know, no, to me, it's no different than than uh, police, uh, fire protection, uh, you know, national defense, whatever. This is something that that needs to be done, and you and uh, this this is a great group of people to get this stuff done. Um, so I appreciate you, you you sharing this with us. We'll put all of this uh, all this information. We'll uh, we'll have some postings on our NSPS social media coming up. It'll be in uh, news and views. We'll a little more about it and uh, make sure and broadcast it out. I got to, and, and so Gino, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to you for just a second because just listening to the, the type of work you're doing and I guess coming out of the pandemic um, and what some of the, you know, some of this generational things that we're seeing as far as the differences in surveyors, um, really, I, it just sounds to me like someone that is, that is getting into surveying, getting into, uh, a different type of career. Um, there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of a lot of opportunity here um, to really go out and 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 have some adventure in, in addition to having a job. It really is. If 
someone who's just getting out of college or high school or whatever, um, I would suggest college because I recommend that for everyone. <laughs> um, get into it. It's it's a phenomenal opportunity. We worked with firefighters uh, in the summertime of when I was working in Southern California, and we'd teach them how to how to do basic surveying, how to go out and look for corners, what to look for, things like that. And these firefighters are big, bad, tough guys. I mean, they really are. We're, they're the ones that are jumping out of helicopters to put out some of these crazy fires in California. And they weren't too excited about doing land surveying over firefighting. And by the end of the two, three months when we have them, they're asking us how they can apply. Um, being able to work just Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, because we have a flexible schedule, is great for those who are wanting to have a family or have a life outside of work. Uh, in the private sector, I remember working long, long weeks because time is money and these projects aren't going away. Federal government's a little bit different. We have time to go out and look for corners thoroughly, where in the private sector you don't. Um, you still need to, you just don't have the time for it. Uh, so it's a, it's wonderful. If you can get out there and just try it, um, there's volunteer programs where you can even try it out if, if you're really getting into it and, and it's new for you. Um, we would love to have you, especially, well, California, we would love to have you come and, <laughs> and check it out. Uh, I think if you're new to it, you're really going to enjoy it. Um, you get paid to go four by fouring and hiking through the forest. It doesn't get much better than that. No, no. And like I said, coming out of the pandemic, I think people's, I think overall people's uh, uh, priorities have changed and uh, you know, you know, okay, they're fine. There's something to be said for working 78 hours a week and making, uh, making a lot of money, but uh, to, uh, to force this point that you get to watch your kids grow up, you get to be involved with various things. Um, but yet, uh, the job you're doing is, is very fulfilling. And, um, boy, I tell you what, for, for, a, I think a big part of the generations that are coming out of high school and college now, I think this is a great opportunity. So, uh, we will do what we can to help, uh, help spread the word because, uh, I think, uh, I think you all are onto, onto a, a, a great part of what surveying is all about and, uh, what, where we need to be. So Forrest, any, any, uh, uh, parting shots here? No, I just appreciate the opportunity to, to talk to you, Tim, and, and Gino coming along with uh, it. You know, it's, we love what we do. You know, I, I love surveying. You know, I grew up doing it. You know, my dad was a surveyor. Um, and it's different now. You know, we've got those high barriers of entry with, you know, and the, that's a whole other argument for another day, right? Um, but you know, working for the American people um, and doing things for them that will have a lasting impact well beyond the time that I'm probably walking on this earth. Um, it's really fulfilling and really exciting that we have this opportunity now. So I, I would just say that if anyone does have any questions, you know, you can email me. Uh, federal hiring can be, you know, a little bit of its own maze, but I can put you in touch with people that can help you with that. Um, 
I may not be able to do that myself if you know you're part of the hiring process, but I can find the right person to, to give you assistance. So Tim, I can, you know, happy to give my email out. Uh, you can post it on the, the website and you know we'll we'll put you in touch with whoever you need to be put in touch with. We will. We'll put we'll put all this in, in the show notes. We'll put this together. Um, absolutely. Uh, any any help that uh, that you can provide. I mean, bottom line is there, there's a great opportunity here, and we'd hate for for anyone to get uh, discouraged. Um, the hiring process anywhere, um, even at your Amazon warehouse, is going to be a pain in the butt sometimes. But uh, anything we can do to to to, to help uh, ease ease that burden, absolutely. Um, I would also be uh, amiss if I didn't give a little shout out to. Uh, Elizabeth Schlieff. Um, she's become a very good friend uh, through the, these past few years. We, we worked on some things together with both of her land surveying and her, uh, her, her lawyer hat on, on, uh, on a case in Louisiana. And she's become a very great, very, very good resource, very uh, a great friend um, to get to know about uh, all the stuff that goes on at the, at the, at the uh, Forest Service. And we're just so happy that uh, she was able to put us in touch with the, the two of you gentlemen to, to really talk about this opportunity today. So, um, no, uh, Gino, any any parting shots for you as well? I just want to thank you so much for this opportunity. This this was a a great experience for me as well. Uh, not just the opportunity, but for the Forest Service, but for me. Um, so, thank you so much, Tim. I do appreciate it. Well, I thank you both for 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 taking time out of your busy schedule and, uh, uh, out there, like I said, I'm, 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 you know, now that I'm, I, I, I kiddingly say that I'm retired from the private sector. Um, I, I, I look, look now to what you guys are doing as far as, uh, you know, boundary retracements, especially some of the places you get to go and the experiences you get to have. Um, I hate to say it. I'm a little bit jealous now, but you know what we, we, we make our own bed. So, uh, it is what it is. So, um, I tell you what, um, I think if you guys don't mind, let's, uh, I'd like to put a, 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 a revisit to this uh, someday down the road. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, the Forest Service, uh, how we're doing on the hiring and what more, uh, just more things we can share with the general public. So if you guys wouldn't mind, I'd uh, love to have you back sometime. Love to come. That would be great. Thank you. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week on Surveyor Says. Um, well, once again, thanks to the Forest Service. Thanks to Elizabeth for putting us in, in touch with these two fine gentlemen and, and talking about this. We will post the, uh, the, the, the job fair, uh, the hiring fair that's going to be going on August 5th through the 15th. Um, and that is at usajobs.gov. Uh, we'll get you all that information. And uh, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, please uh, uh, hit, us on, hit us on the uh, subscriptions, hit us a like. And uh, we'll bring you some more great stories just like this uh, in the coming weeks. Thank you. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.